Hi, and welcome to the Authentic Audience Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Ritma. This is a marketing podcast like you haven't heard before. It's about real connections and honest conversations. Why am I here? To remind you that you can fly. If you're brave enough to listen to that calling inside you, I'm here to serve you and show you that marketing can and should be honest, that the truth sells and authenticity wins. So how can businesses and brands build a real and authentic audience? The Authentic Audience Podcast gives you insight into growing your business and marketing strategies to gain real followers and loyal customers. Each week, I create a space of radical honesty for thought leaders and entrepreneurs who have built successful businesses to share their insights on business, marketing, relationships, life, and spirituality. Each episode is sure to remind you the power of storytelling and truth selling. Get ready to get real, get raw, get honest, and keep growing. Kelly Mason is an award-winning hairdresser and nationally recognized spiritual guide to creative entrepreneurs. She is the creator of The Limitless Soul, an online and in-person education company and podcast. She's also the owner of Lux Body and Well Beauty and Wellness in her hometown of Midland, Michigan, where hair and healing come together in one space. Her enthusiasm for finding ways to integrate spirituality into business development has given her platforms to be a keynote speaker at top beauty industry events such as Bio Street, Bio Street Blonde. Is that right? Bayou, like it's Bayou, in New like Orleans. down by the Bayou. <laughs> Bayou Street Blonde and the Professional Beauty Association's Beacon Program. Kelly has worked and co-led at several shows for New York Fashion Week, styling hair for Miss Universe, Carly Kloss, and Taylor Hill, and her editorial work and articles on spirituality have been published in several magazines. Kelly's passion is truly for helping others expand their consciousness by becoming healthier mentally, physically, and spiritually. As a hairdresser and healer, she has the opportunity to share these passions daily with her clients and peers through community offerings, mentorships, retreats, retreats, written, and spoken word. I love Kelly so much. I'm such a fan. I'm such a fangirl of your work and I'm so happy to have you here and so happy to have this conversation and share you with my audience. Welcome. Thanks. I just rewrote that the other day when Katie asked me for a bio. Oh, good. Yeah. And I was like, this shall not, shall not do anymore. My old bio. So I sat how with does it. it. How does it feel hearing the new one? I like it. I like it too. I like it. Yeah, it's funny hearing your bio and also writing your bio because a lot of the work that I've been doing in my own spiritual practice has circled around pride mm -hmm. and also superiority. And so for me to be able to sit with something and write about myself and give myself the credentials and permission to own the things that I've done is without an attachment to is it good enough? Did I do enough? <laughs> Is really powerful. So it was a very healing process to write a bio. Actually, mm -hmm. I'd, I'd recommend it. I love that for you. One of my favorite things to do is actually, and I got this from Kristen Lindsay from Almost 30 in their podcast accelerator program. They, one of their like assignments is to write your future bio like five years mm -hmm. from now. And as if somebody were to read it or were to introduce you on stage and doing that exercise has made writing my current bio like easier and sort of more fun for me to receive. And that's a big theme for me right now, receiving. And I know it's a big theme for you always. And I just can't wait to dive in. But before we get super deep, which I feel like we could go, I just want to um, shine some light on you and how great you are and why I love you and why I asked you to be here. So Kelly and I have been working together for a while. Over a year. Over a year. And The Limitless Soul is her incredible company and business. And there's tons and tons of digital components, which is where I come in um, with the marketing. And I'm actually also a member <laughs> of The Limitless Soul Collective. So I'm a huge fan and I'm in Kelly world a lot. And I just appreciate so much your honesty online. I think so many of like the value, we have so many similar values. So 
bringing your authenticity, bringing your honesty to your audience. Like you're just so in service to your business and into creating this really amazing, it's like a new niche of like business done from the feminine, from (laughs) like, a spiritual place and it's like really working. And I mean, hi, I'm in the same, yeah. <laughs> I'm in the same. Something's birthing in the collective. Like, yeah. In and the ether, anyway, there's a birth happening. It's, it's massive. And just seeing you like grow and skyrocket in your business and in your collective and your membership. And just like personally, I've been able to witness so much growth. So you really bring out like the witchy feminine, but also like there's a fire to it. Um, and it's really fun to be in your world and be in your collective and learn from you in that way. And like, you'll show up in like a wig, for example. And like, you're just so (laughs) funny. And one of my favorite Kelly moments ever is if anybody listening to this doesn't know, I'm a huge Hamilton fan, then how dare you for not knowing that, but Kelly, We had this my strat- shining moment. It's amazing. <laughs> we had a strategy call and I was just like, you know, in my day, back to back calls, whatever. But whenever I see Kelly on my calendar, it's like oh, such an exhale, you know, mm-hmm. and her screen's already on and she like pops in and does like a choreographed Hamilton dance and song for me to start our marketing session. So and my mic wasn't on. And my mic wasn't on. So you didn't hear any of it. You only saw me like flailing like a fool. Like you had to redo it. I forgot that part. Um so, so that's good. how our business calls go. Um no but in all seriousness we've created a lot together and it's really fun to just chat. So I don't have too much of a plan because I really planned on just asking you what's on your mind, what feels important and just see what we feel guided to talk about. There's so many things and so many directions we could go. You know, what's so funny about that moment, Krista. I, I am the biggest fan of finding your enlightenment in the tangible physical world of the mundane, ordinary ass shit. Like, that you would never expect, never. And in that moment, whether you know it or not, it, I had something activate within me and turned on within me that was suppressed, hiding, um, maybe scared, something that like along these lines, maybe ancestral, I'm not sure. I realized that I am a performer. I am an entertainer. I have incarnated into this body to entertain, connect, educate, share, exist in whatever way people wanted to take me on or receive me. But shortly after that, I had confirmation. I knew something was up with that. I was like, why do I feel this strong urge to act out of Hamilton, like skit to a person I've met one time in my life? But I have to do it. Yeah, it was like super early on too in our like strategy calls. I had to do it. I was like, this this is part of my path. Yeah. Is to is to do this. And it was also during a time where we were locked down. I think it may have been like April or May or something like that. And you know, energies were really weird. And part of my my um experience as a healer and as a human is to use comedy and humor to not make things so heavy and serious because I chronically take myself too seriously. I habitually make everything serious and intense. And so um, Aren't making light of Scorpio rising. That's right. Yeah. So, um, but my midheaven is in Leo. Mm. And I found that out when I took an astrology course with Deborah Silverman. And I was like, I don't even know what a midheaven is. Yeah, she and told she me my like, midheaven too, which wait. Are you a Leo? My, so I'm sun in Gemini in the fifth house of Leo. So hi, totally. Okay. And then fire and air. 
I think it yeah. is, it's either Sag or Leo, my midheaven though. Okay. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. And when I, I feel like when that shows up, well, there was a huge permission to, and it's been a long ongoing thing. This was not like overnight. It wasn't like, here's my Hamilton. <laughs> I am now a Broadway performer. Here's my and skit. It's on. I'm out of the closet. But it was a series of steps from there that that was a part of, it was a, it was an awakening to realize that I can, I can share principles and downloads and awarenesses that I have that may help people in their business to express themselves more fully, to be more grounded and, and rooted in the truth of who they are and let it fly in whichever way it wants to show up. And also I can be learning how to do that myself at the same time. Mm. And well, I think uh, that's what makes you such a good teacher. Cause what I was just thinking when you were saying that was we're like sitting here, by the way, like we're little, huffing with little lavender or yeah, we're huffing lavender. <sighs> it just is such a good way to stay Mine's in the body. It's actually peppermint, lemongrass and pure coconut oil. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. Anyway, we both got on Zoom because we can see each other and we were both sniffing our essential. I'm like, hey, what you got over there? <laughs> um, no, but what I was thinking when you were speaking is that's how I feel as a student of yours. Like you're giving us permission to do that, like in the collective and in your shares because you're reels and TikToks. Actually, I don't know if you're on TikTok, but I'm assuming they go on both because you're better at social media than I am. No. Myth. <laughs> um, fake news, false. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I feel like that's what you do because you're so funny and like you just aren't afraid to be silly. And also, there is a seriousness about like I can tell you take yourself really seriously at the same time. Yeah. And it's a really beautiful sort of journey that you get to take us on of like your process of that, your evolution of that. Because I think in that process, it's giving other people permission. Do you feel that way? Yeah, absolutely. And it's so interesting when you start having deep reflection on your life, your personhood, your path, purpose, whatever. And you start to look at you in all of your ways that you've evolved and all of the ways you've come to be in the moment, like this moment, talking to you, having this conversation with your audience, you realize like there was something pushing you here all along. Mm -hmm. And when I, when I've slowed down to really think about you know, what is my, why, what is my purpose? How deep can I go with this? Um, intention. It goes so far back that I, I wasn't aware at first, mm -hmm. um, but my, we all have a story. We all have a story. And when you start uncovering that and you start owning it, like when I first started my podcast, the first episode that I ever did, I can't even bring myself to listen to it because it's like, you know, your first podcast episode. Oh, I know. I, Mine was done with I'm no mic. I edited it myself in Final Cut and I talked into the computer mic. <laughs> and then I, I edited my own music in GarageBand. I should go back and listen. It's so good. It's rich. Yeah. It's humbling. Yeah. Um, but there's a purpose that those like cataclysmic things happen that, that pull you into something else, that pull you into this pivot. And mine was that I needed to get off of my chest the the heaviness that I had been carrying around it was such a healing process to start using my voice in this way and and talking and connecting with people and in that first episode i just flat out said what was like my deepest darkest heaviness and then i was like anyway so we're moving on now yeah to you know what's next and it was it was so cathartic to get that out and then have anyone who was on this journey with me realize why I use humor, why I like things to be funny, why I um, can go really deep, but also make you feel <laughs> like, what the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> Wait, what's going on? 
And um, so, you know, digging into that, the, the, the depths, I think helps us uncover that midheaven. It helps us uncover and like adopt the, the place where we can integrate all of the awarenesses we have and channel it into something that other people can consume. Right. So that's, that's kind of how I came to be, I guess, who I am today. Well, speaking of that, I think that something really cool and like the niche, we talked about it, obviously when I read your bio, but you are a hairdresser and your brand used to be, um, the limitless hairdresser. And that's when I met you. So really it wasn't that long ago that you changed to be the limitless soul. And what I love about your original intention and when I met you is you gave me this whole new way of looking at the beauty industry. You were sort of explaining hair to me and how you blend like Reiki and healing and chakra healing and cleansing and all this stuff into your hair treatments because you're literally touching someone's crown chakra all day and it like completely like you know how you like have those little moments where some your perspective just shifts on something and my whole appreciation and just sort of understanding and my hair gal who's like shout out to Sarah I'm going to see her tomorrow I mean you're if if you're not best friends with your hair gal like I don't know (laughs) um such an important person in your life. And she too has like such a deeper reason for hair. And the two of you combined have just like changed my whole perspective on healing and what's possible in mixing worlds, whether it's the beauty industry or the business world, there is room for healing in all of it, especially the energy around it. So it's just been so cool one to like, you've always just had this knowing or this intention around this metaphysical world and you've always brought it in. But in this last year, you've really transitioned from limitless hairdresser to limitless soul and talk to me about how you've sort of evolved since you've transitioned to limitless soul. Like, do you feel free? Like, did it do any, like, talk to me about just the last year of like really stepping into it because I can feel it. Yeah. Limitless hairdresser (laughs) had a different energy, totally different energy. Limitless hairdresser still had on a mask Hmm. and making that transition was like taking off a social mask. And it was something that I needed to do because I felt so stuck in everybody else's energy. Mm. I can't even explain it any better than that. I am obsessed with hairdressers. I am one. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like you can take the girl out of Texas, but you can take the Texas out of the girl. I lived in Texas for 10 years. It's still in me. I have a hat and boots, (laughs) but you can't unbe a hairdresser. You just are. But there was something about the energy of the um, wounded healer archetype that I needed to transcend and I could not get away from being in the hairdressing industry in the role that I was. And um, so I had been thinking about it for a while and whenever I realized I wanted to do it (laughs) was during the pandemic. And I realized I'm not going back into this world after this experience being limitless hairdresser. Mm. I'm going back into this world being something else. And I couldn't figure out what that was. And the only, the, the most expansive thing I could think of was soul because I want to go, I wanted to enter back in to sharing and connecting and communing without the attachment of an identity of an industry. Mm-hmm. And what is that then like? It's so hard <laughs> and liberating. Mm-hmm. But anything that's worth being free from isn't going to be easy. Mm-hmm. And it's taken a lot of work. It's been very confronting. 
it feels like starting over. And also it feels like I've been doing it forever. What was the reception of it? Like, like I've talked to a couple people on the podcast, like Samantha Skelly was on talking about when she like switched to just like everything breath work and what that transition was like. And now not being like, not just being the breath work girl anymore. Right. And she had a lot of really interesting things to say about the people who stay, the people who go. Mm. I personally, before you answer what the bigger takeaway has been, feel like it's more inclusive just because I'm so moved by your work and your shares, but I wouldn't necessarily have signed up for the collective before because it, the, the brand was called Limitless Hairdresser and I'm not in the beauty industry. So just like, right. But now Limitless Soul, it's like, makes a lot more sense and it still encompasses and has a huge focus on all that metaphysical work that you were doing before with hairdressers, mm -hmm. but it's just a little bit more, it's still niche though. It's still niche. It's still the same niche that I'm in, which is the business meets spirituality, but you also have the industry of the beauty industry pulled into it. And mm -hmm. what has that been like? How do, are people perceiving you differently now that you changed the name? What about your OG hair people? Are they still with you? Like, what was that transition? It was really seamless. And I don't think anyone was surprised. Mm -hmm. One of the events that I have in my bio um, is called Beacon, and it's a professional beauty industry, a pro professional beauty association trade show for students, for beauty industry students. And I tried for three years to get on that stage and not teach hair mm -hmm. and not teach business. I wanted to guide them through a meditation and help them understand that if they set intentions that had follow through with actionable, achievable expectations and also non-attachment to any of it, kind of hard to you know, teach all of that in an hour. But I wanted to start this conversation with students. Mm -hmm. And I got on stage and, and did this in front of 400 people. I mean, eyes closed, deep transcendental meditation for 20 um, minutes. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing. And after that, they wouldn't let me back in. They wouldn't let me back on the stage because I tried to go back the next year. And I knew in that moment, all of the things that I had kept pitching to people in the industry said, great idea, you're ahead of your time. Mm -hmm. And it was soul crushing and also a great compliment because I was like, I'm on to something. This mm -hmm. is the future. This is my future bio. And, and now all the future's here. And now it's here. <laughs> and, now and a lot of those students- yeah. Yes. And a lot of those students who were there, I mean, I was in tears. They're coming up to me, taking pictures, and they're like, oh my God, like what just right. happened? Right. I can do anything. And I was like, yes, you can. And uh, they're still around. Mm -hmm. So many hairdressers still around, and they're still in this. But I needed to let go of the physical identification so that I could speak on a soul level and I could speak to something much deeper than their business, than their numbers, than their full clientele, because all of that doesn't matter if you feel like crap. Mm -hmm. All of that doesn't matter if you don't enjoy your life. I know I talk about that um, manifesting out of desperation versus coming from a place of abundance because manifestation, you can, you know, in a place of desperateness manifest things and have that success. And I see, you see it all the time, but there's such a beauty in manifesting from a space of abundance and gratitude and the energy around it is just so different. And I love the way you talk about it. And another thing that I wanted to just touch back on is the fact that it was pretty seamless for your audience. And I think that that just speaks to the authenticity of who you are and the people that you attract. And I also think that that could be an exhale for somebody listening who's thinking of rebranding or expanding or creating a new offering or just experimenting in a different way because Kelly's 
stuff has been like your evolution has been really wild, you know, and not mm. <laughs> linear. And yeah. I think the fact that your audience has just grown and grown and your retention rate on your courses and all of these things where you're constantly having people stay and come back and devour more of your content is really a testament to authenticity wins. And the more that you're being your true self and you're bringing that to your offerings and you're shedding and you just make sure you, I think the key is making sure you bring your audience with you. And this is something I wanted to ask you about because a lot of people transition and it's really messy. And at what point when you are having this experience or transitioning an offering or putting something kind of crazy out there, are you deciding, okay, now I'm going to let them in and take them with me on this journey? And how has that been like? Because I think that some people are really, and just your advice on this, like overshare during the transition where you almost feel like you, you're soaking in their baggage, right? And then there's, okay, now everything's perfect in my life again. Here I am now in this new phase. And that's kind of unrelatable. So I think that the way that you bring your audience along has a lot to do with their loyalty and when you decide to, you know, share. Definitely. Um, the, I knew to answer your first question, I knew that I was on the right track <laughs> and I, I had like a sigh of relief Mm-hmm. when I just sold out my retreat in like less than a week for 23 people in Costa Rica during a pandemic. And I thought hey, it was an attribute, attribution to your amazing retreat guide, which I, I followed to a T. And also all of the advice that I have gotten from you on marketing, like I'm not an expert marketer and I'm not um, an expert at advertising what I am an expert at is taking people on the journey. And well, let me just for one second, you're, an, you're a creator, a creator, you're a storyteller and you're a healer. And if you were good at marketing and sales, then I wouldn't have a job. So <laughs> it's so true. So it's like so when true. I see somebody that has that like gift, that authenticity, that ability to churn out content and create from that space of abundance is really exhausting and really hard. And so when you have just the, the ability to do that, I think it just immediately sets you apart and sets your brand apart because it's consistent, it's inspirational, and you feel along for the authentic journey. And it's just, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I, it, it was really cool experience to have that happen because it, it validated something within me that was still yearning for a little bit of like, it's okay, you can do this, mm. of I can be the entertainer, I can be really unmasked and silly because that's who I am, but I'm also very serious. I'm a Capricorn, Sun, Taurus, Moon, like you can't avoid yeah. it. And I'm a Scorpio rising. I will go so deep, it'll freak people out. I probably will trigger you at some point. And I think that the best healers do because that means that we're looking at our own stuff. That means I'm looking at my own stuff and when I'm um, sharing, I'm healing. Mm-hmm. I'm healing and that also may- maybe it pokes something in someone, but it also has people ask deeper questions, which is what I constantly do. Do you process when you're speaking? Is that your way of processing? Yes, I process so outwardly. I am a verbal processor to the (laughs) T. And I think that if we were to poll most podcasters, they would fall into that category because the verbal processing that happens for me on this podcast, both on my solo episodes and my guest episodes, both because I'm speaking about things that if I am not speaking about them, I'm not processing in the same way. And it's so cathartic and so healing. 
And the fact that it heals so many makes it even more healing. And it's just like this big circle of healing. And I'm so proud of you. And I'm so happy that people are being drawn to that. My other concern is that so many people are just tapping in right now that we're not always, I'm getting a little nervous and you actually said this too, which is really interesting that I'm going here right before we jumped on, you actually told me something totally crazy, um, which is that you've never had an telepathically that you've never had an astrology oh. <laughs> and, uh, and sort of your reasoning behind it, um, being like not wanting projection of anybody else. So you yourself have done the learning and done the studying to teach yourself anyway. What I was going to say is I really feel that the work that you're doing is in the greatest and highest good. And right now when I am channeling and I am sort of tapping in, I did the craziest thing yesterday in the nail salon. I'll tell you about it after, but I'm really focusing on that highest energy for like the highest, greatest good for all. And when I create something and when I put something out there, that's my prayer and it really has impacted the words that come out of my mouth. It's really cool. And I wonder if, if you feel that way, because I definitely feel you on that energy as well of, you know, the highest and greatest good. And how do you stay there? You know, if you are a sensitive being, how do you stay in that place of the higher energy when there's so much other energies coming at us? Because it requires you to be pretty open but then you're open to everything else too. So how does that go for well, you? I think it kind of comes down to belief systems too, is we can believe, well, first of all, I'm very, very, very particular about who I allow to be my teachers. Mm. And so that's part of the reason why I've never had an astrology reading or a psychic medium tell me or channel to me until I was really ready. And yeah. I kind of like scoped it out because I'm really particular about what kind of energy that I allowed to be received into my space, even though I'm very outward and I'm very like, I, I can process outwardly a lot. And people are like, Oh my God, you're so outgoing. And you're still like free and intense and like queasy. And I'm like, I spend a lot of time laying on my bed Alone. and yeah. like, using tuning forks all over my body and I have a very deep uh, meditation practice that was passed along to me that I did not learn from the internet or a book mm -hmm. and so when you have that kind of how do I want to say this and I was just talking oh, oh my gosh I just was talking about this is the It's like a tangible reverence that we have to have for the experience that we're having and not just information. Not just information. We read from a book. We learn how to be a yoga teacher. I'm a yoga teacher. Sign up for my course. Come to, you know what I mean? However, I believe if you embody it and you can trust it in your DNA, like everything's already there. Already everything that's in a book is in your body already everything that anyone ever wrote you own in your DNA because where did we all come from if you go back I mean this could go very deep but you go back ancestry lineage great 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 somebody wrote that book mm -hmm. somebody you know what I mean like we have that in us um but it comes down to belief systems about being open and my teacher my heart was so closed because I was afraid and he kept saying, you got to open up, you got to open up, you got to open up, you got to keep it open. And I'm like, it's hard because I can feel everything Every and it hurts my arm and like my soul and my everything like ugh. when you see all the suffering and also that you understand that you cannot cure suffering. And it's also not our job to try to do that. It's our job to exactly what you said, like take care of this vessel, take care of ourselves without being selfish, mm -hmm. doing the work for the greater good, 
having everything be devotion and a dedication to anyone who's willing to receive that energy that's now vibrating off of you unconditionally without expectation no attachment period end of story so that's my belief system is that if i stay completely open vulnerable and i allow whatever's coming through to come through without hesitation that i, I will be completely protected mm. and not protected in a way i've been on this boundaries tangent i know you have too yeah um, for like I the last year and a half, <laughs> eye on all my fingernails for the last two weeks, I'm like aggressively setting energetic and physical boundaries right now. Yeah. And, um, you know, that belief system of like, can I stay open and also protected? I imagine a practice I do is imagining white light all around me and protecting me and not protecting me from bad things, but just setting the intention that only things that are allowed in my space are from my highest good. And if, if they're not, they're going to bounce right off of me anyway. I don't have to think about it or worry about it. I don't have to be stressed out. Like, is somebody's negative energy going to get in me? I'm at the grocery store. You know, it's like automatically. No. I'm good. Yeah. Like, and my, my initial teachings were in equanimity mm. and it's being unaffected by that outside energy. So a lot of my belief systems are rooted in that. Um, yeah, and it's a practice and I definitely don't <laughs> have it nailed down yeah. all the time. Um, but going back to like tangible, touchable stuff, whenever we, we've been working together and trying to figure out like, what am I going to do? Like, how do I want this to look? What do I want my business to be? What do I want my offering to look like? Who am I in this space? Having an in-person practice. people wonder why the entrepreneurial journey is such deep work. Yeah, it's Just a like lot of basic deep work. questions like, who am I? Yeah. Ooh, it's like, yeah, it's a lot um, to answer. And I, I keep kind of trying to make it be like, who am I right now? Who do I want to be right now? But that in-person experience for me is so important to me because... I derive a lot of energy from those lessons and those teachings of my in-person encounters mm -hmm. and having my in-person energy healing practice has helped me with, with dealing with energies that aren't all helpful spirits that aren't all of the light and learning how and, and noticing and learning how um, to clear space has been really helpful. Yeah. in my business too. Um, yeah. oh, because most, most important. I mean, I find in my business to be able to clear that it's like, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot out here in the ether. Cause anything goes, you're not I've been, um, really trying to do that because I do my cord cutting at the end of the day. I was listening to Kiki Robinson, the opulent witch on the almost 30 podcast. And she was talking about just the energy of social media and the internet and how loud it is and that that's another cord that needs to be cut. And they got into this, you know, other conversation around social media and how it's like, you know, these dopamine hits and, and that's another reason for needing to cut it. But just speaking from the standpoint of, you know, all the energy coming at us all the time, I find that the noisiest is actually from the digital world. And I just started cutting that. And I even put the little evil eye in my bio mm -hmm. as a way of like protecting my online home, my social mm -hmm. media. Um, and I'm doing that more and more. And I'm finding myself bringing those rituals and those like it's just one in the same. And I think the farther I get along on my spiritual path, like the more it's just all the same thing. So like work is devotion, it's prayer. It's like, if I can stay in that space, it all becomes one in the same. But one thing that you were saying, have you read conversations with God? No. And it's so interesting about books. I have like really bad ADD and have always had a hard time reading. I can write like crazy. Yeah. But I, it's hard for me to get into a book, but I will take book recommendations because normally when they're recommended, I can actually read them. Okay. Well, what so. you were just saying is like 
almost identical to a chapter I was reading last night in this book. And it's just an amazing book. And I don't want to say any more than that, except it's really cool what you're speaking to about knowing versus experiencing. And Mm -hmm. I think that I'm really trying to understand this concept right now. And now it's come up twice in my field in like 12 hours. So I think it's worth going back to because it's like calling some more attention to it. And it's this idea. And then I want your like input on this. But what it was saying was that our soul, when we can tap into it, there's like a knowing. Okay. And when you know something before the soul could experience itself, which is what we are, it was only able to conceptualize, but it wasn't able to experience joy, happiness, right? Love, all of this stuff. So in order to do that, it was split into us. So God can experience itself and have those experiences. And that that's sort of our purpose in our human earthly form is to give our soul all of these magnificent experiences so they can know them in an experiential way and not just a conceptual way. And I sort of feel like that is exactly what you were just saying. It's Tantra. That's so cool. That's what it is. Yeah. It's the, this visceral experience of feeling everything and integrating it and finding ways to use it for good. Mm -hmm. And that has been my journey these last couple of years ish, specifically this last year I've dedicated. um, I'm in a 300 hour uh, yoga teacher training right now virtually, which I've never done something virtually like this, but it's working and it's mm-hmm. incredible. And it's all rooted in um, tantric philosophy and hatha yoga. And it's deep stuff. Deep. And it's so like I I just I wish that everyone could just like have the willingness to study it, but it's it's heady, it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so my Give mission, me my goal, right? It to like, me like I'm exactly. five. <laughs> so that is like my mission right now. My goal um, with teaching and learning, like why am I be, why am I in a yoga teacher training? If I'm because people ask me all the time, they're like, are you going to be a yoga teacher? And I'm like, mm, I kind of already am, mm-hmm. but. Um, am I going to teach asana in a hot room or teach 90 minute classes? Probably not. Maybe I will teach at my retreats and at my workshops and in my classes, but, um, I will take parts of what I'm learning and share them in bite-sized amounts so that you can utilize them and actually integrate it in real time. So a big part of what's happening in the collective, which we're changing the name, I'm in a huge, massive transition, rebrand everything on the back end. It's going to be awesome. Wait till you see it. You're going to be like, wait, what? What have you been doing? I can't wait. Yeah, I have. You do this to me. It's it's called, um, it's going to be called the Limitless Portals. And there, yeah, there's going to be these different portals of activations that you can integrate for different um, elemental needs, air, water, earth, fire, or for specific emotional needs for you, for creatives, for leaders, for people who are in an entrepreneurial journey who need that. And they don't maybe have an hour a day plus to do all these rituals and spend our time in so much devotion because that's what I do. I'm practicing yoga all day long. I'm meditating all day long. And I find ways, and I know you do this too, to integrate all of these valuable pieces of knowledge and wisdom that we sometimes think we have to put all together in one thing on the mat in this time, in this room, and then we leave and go back to our regular lives. Mm-hmm. So the goal is through um, kriyas, right? Activations, energetic activations, pranayama, breath work, moving the breath in in um, 
in congruence with our chakra system and the elements and astrology so that you're bringing everything together in the body. You're finding out that wisdom, that inner knowing, that conversation with God, you are finding it from yourself in three minutes. <laughs> Should that be my sales copy? I think that's it. <laughs> we just have it, we have it three recorded. Three minutes and yeah. Three minute activation. Um, no, but I think it's yeah. really powerful. And I wrote down two things that as you were speaking, and one of them is a big thing that's come up a lot with the work that I'm doing and the things I'm sort of being pulled to. I feel like a lot of it is taking me farther out of my body. And I think a lot of spiritual texts do that, but my greatest teachers and my greatest gurus, they keep me in my body about like, you, this is, you know, there's an awareness of those dimensions and those metaphysical elements and like beyond a belief in it, it's there, I see it, but I'm here. And I think that you're, and I think that that's where we really need some help. And I'm really seeing this sort of divide in our spiritual community of the people who are practicing being a human. Yeah. And people who are practicing or just escaping in a way to that alien world, to that fifth dimension, but we're here right now. And how can we, with that awareness of God, function as a human being? And I think you do a really good job of that. And I think it's funny because your business really inspires me to take my mask off a little bit more and we do really similar work, but you are way more outspoken about the metaphysical elements, about the rituals and healing modalities that you bring in to your work, like loud and clear. Whereas my purpose here is a spiritual one, but I sort of mask it with the marketing and sales business, which works obviously, and it's great. But the real work for me, like if people could really see my altar, like every time we make a sale or every Monday before a budget meeting, we're like lighting candles and ringing bells for Lakshmi and like finding flowers on our walk and just completely in devotion. And our house is just like this massive shrine. And yet Clay is like in hustle mode in his new startup. I'm doing business and spreadsheets and all of this stuff every day, but there is such an underlying of devotion and spirituality to everything I do. And I don't quite know how to step fully into it. And it's really cool to see. I feel like you're leading the way for people like me. And that's why I enjoy working with you because I feel that you are just really embodying that future female archetype in business, like the feminist business, but be feminist in the sense of the feminine almost not, you know? Okay. So two things. Yeah. One, you don't know this. Maybe you do like your inner knowing, but you have been in the back of my mind as my, one of my ideal customers. <laughs> we're just smiling at each other <laughs> manifestation works wow talking to specific people works yeah it, it, i i i hold you in in my like heart and in my vision sometimes when i'm thinking about what should i create who am i making this for and why i'll be like oh, krista would really love this or and and it's something that you don't say until maybe you're ready to say it because it it loses its potency or it can lose its energy. Right. But I feel like spirit was just like, tell her. Mm -hmm. but definitely people who are ambitious, they have so much joy and inner knowing and love and devotion and knowledge that is so helpful for people. And, 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 and these, these vessels that they're driving of information for people to plug into and use so that they can then create their own thing. And you're like, you're one of those vessels because your marketing is so strong, because your, your business savvy is so strong, because your leadership is so strong that I'm like, I know that there's things within me that 
wants to help people like you who mm-hmm. are at that level. I don't dream about being on Forbes. I don't dream about like having these things anymore. I, I used to in some I sort of too. way. But yeah, I used to too. I think that's our Leo. <laughs> yeah. And, but now something has shifted where I want to be in service to people who are of service on a level that is dedicated. Like I want to be 70 years old, sitting on my porch, looking at the mountains or ocean, wherever I am and be like, fuck yes. Like those ladies are out there. And I, um, I always say like, I don't have very many friends because I'm so I'm, I'm in it. I've got two kids, husband, I'm like in it. So when I find people that I feel like, um, somebody put it really great. They're like, they're your beams. Mm. They're like people that I send energy to think people that I think about people that I, I have a high vision for, I can just see it. And I'll send energy like in my mind of like those people of like, almost like a, like you got this, you could do this. This is, you know, like, don't let that get in your way. Just kind of like these little clearings. And then the second thing I wanted to say was um, something I posted the other day. We're all here for the same purpose, but for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Because when we find people like this, when we're like, oh my God, they're doing something like me. Or people will message me and be like, I want to do what you're doing. I get that a lot. You probably do too. It's like, mm-hmm. I want to do what you're doing. Well, less because I'm doing marketing and nobody wants to do <laughs> <laughs> I just but, happen to love it. <laughs> but it's 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 that kind of um mentality that we are all here for a divine mission. We have a purpose here that is rooted in spirituality. We are souls experiencing life through flesh and bone and skin and eyeballs. And Harnessing that inner knowing that calls to us and then channeling it out in whichever way feels comfortable, feels useful for you. It's marketing. You get like, you talk about marketing, you get hyped up. You're like, do you understand how many people we could reach and how many people we can talk to and how many connections we can make and how many lives we can change and how many people that can like get out of their own suffering because they communicated properly and effectively? Like, do you understand the potency of this? Like, I do not get that hyped up. So I need you to stay hyped up. You know what I mean? Like, so I, it's like, we got to stay hyped up about our thing and still be these like goddess divine things. I tried to run away from business. And this was, this is my story. Cause I wanted to be like, am I a spiritual teacher? Do I need to be this way? Do I need to be like, you know, teaching white stuff. And I'm like, that's not me. But for a while, I thought I needed to be that way to be respected and be taken seriously of the depth of wisdom that's flowing out of me. But no, I'm not here to do that. I'm here to talk to people who are in business, which at first I was like, that's boring. I want want to talk to like the free, like hippie. And I'm like, no, there's still those people who are doing business. Mm-hmm. There's still those people That's who are in business. My favorite so. people to work with, the Kelly Masons, the Jordan Youngers, the almost 30s, like, you know, these clients and friends and colleagues of mine are like so successful, so entrepreneurial, and so deeply out of this world, <coughs> alien witches, like light beams and own it in such a powerful way and in such a tangible way. And it's, I really feel the And look same. how different. Yeah. And I feel the same way you do. Like when I have two client launches going on right now and seeing the sales come in and like know that people are devouring this like totally epic content and like raising the vibration in that way. I'm like, this is why I'm doing it. And I'm just as excited that the, that the strategy is doing really well. And then there's my human side too, where I like to win. I love my strategies to work. You know, I love to make my clients happy. I love to under promise and over deliver and just, I love that business side. And I just, think that it's so important. Like what you just said, like you tried to run away from business. 
I did too, oh, even long, long into my business. I did <clears throat> until this last year. And I'm really finding flow in both in the spreadsheets and in the numbers and in the finance. Mm -hmm. I was actually just listening to a podcast um, from Naval and he talks about rational optimism. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's really something that I'm trying to embody right now. So like the dreamer, the abundance, the growth, like that total manifestation state, but in a rational way where I'm like, okay, what are the numbers? What can I actually do right now? Like, and find the balance there. And I really liked what he said about it. He's got this great podcast and I'm just curious. I'm interested in success. I'm interested in what makes people grow and tick and spend money and lose money and invest money. And I think that it's all a part of like making the most out of the human experience. And you do such a good job. I feel like you like suck the marrow out of being a human as a soul. What? You know what? what I, mean? I, I like what you just said. I have no idea what that means. Okay. Suck the marrow <laughs> is what Emery's dad says. And it's like, you know, there's like a bone and you like suck the marrow. It's oh, like, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah you, like like it, for people who eat meat. Um, okay. so it's a bad reference, but it's for meat eaters, <laughs> like sucking the marrow out of the bone is like the best, like most, um, what's the word like nutrient rich part. Okay, yeah. And so I feel like you are well aware that you're a soul, but you're like here to suck the marrow out of the human experience. Does that make sense? Yes. I love that. <laughs> I am a marrow sucker for sure. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, yeah. I just, I think that it's powerful to have these kinds of conversations and to see that there's just so much more that goes into it. And you do so much outward sharing and creating and just outputting. Yeah. Sometimes and too much though, because I can be a chronic oversharer and I'm really trying to reel that in. Um, but I think it comes from like, I have this like device in my hand and I'm like, look how interesting this is right now. I want people to stay. And like, like, you know what I mean? But it's just too much because we can't consume someone's whole life mm -mm. because we have our own lives. So for me, it's been like navigating, like, what do I feel like the most important things are so that I can show up as a person who's in business so that I can show up as like all of the sides of me, but also that can be really overwhelming to see all of the sides of somebody all the time. So I recently moved into just one Instagram page because I was having a literal like existential crisis trying to beat I was like limitless soul is a brand and I'm not a brand and I'm gonna be me over here and then I was like wait this brand won't grow if I'm not here so then I yeah. had to figure out a way to merge the two and it's been so much better for me um to just be in one thing and just let it be whatever it is. Like when I share pictures of my kids or like me like doing weird things, people like that the most. And I'm like, really? Well, Do you want me to I mean, teach I you something about systems? Say, because I'm not surprised that, you know, one of my teachers, Stacy, she always says anonymous brands are dead. And it's the person yeah. and the story and the hero's journey. And it's about you, but it's not about you. And it's for me, it's like, what's the deepest and most honest thing I can share that's in service to my listeners, my followers, my whoever I'm speaking to on the other end of this digital screen, highest and greatest good. So, and what comes out comes out. And I try and just. Sometimes it is the word vomit too. Like the other day I shared something about how I was sometimes really jealous of people who don't have kids because they have so much time and then I can get angry. Like, how can you not have time? You don't have kids. Like, and that narrative is so not healthy for me, but it would come up. And I felt really alone with it because I'm trying really hard to like create something that is for them, for their future, for me, for other people. And I sometimes feel like I have to hide the fact that I'm a parent because it's not business, because it's not, you know, everyone. And then I had to really get it out there. And I got all these messages from people who aren't moms, who are moms, who are like, I feel this way, or I'm afraid to have kids. You've, you've been said this to me, like, 
how can I have a business in this? And you can, it's just letting go. It's still go. my fear. It's my biggest yeah. joke is that you can't have it all because whenever I hang out with my, like I'll take my friend's kids for a couple of days and I come out like, first of all, ill, like unwell. Well, cause it's a, it's a, you know, it, it's, it's like a spiritual it's a journey. Level, it's, it's a little level, bits at a time. Yeah. But it's a level of focus that you cannot comprehend unless you have a child in front of you for like three hours, that level of exhaustion for giving. And I'm telling you, I give myself to these kids in my life for like short periods of time. And I need like days to recoup. And from the moms that I talk to about it, my friends who are moms, they're like, you get used to it. You get used to it. But like, truly, like I don't have kids. We have a pretty easy life. And I will still not get to 10 things on my to-do list. Like it terrifies me beyond, but let me just say my biggest vision holders all have kids and they're all so cool about sharing and what they share and why they share with their kids. And I think that there's more to this conversation. And I would love to continue the conversation with you because I think we're touching on something and for me, as I'm thinking about journeying into motherhood, I just think there's something really big there around sharing all of ourselves, especially as women who are experiencing like this journey of womanhood. And I haven't, I've found that more and more as I experience it, having Emery on talking about her birth story, talking about my miscarriage, I'm having a doula on in a couple of weeks. And the journey to motherhood has been so challenging for me as an entrepreneur. And because people, like you just said, it doesn't seem like business. So not everyone shares about their kids. I'm like, who do I look to like that's paving the way for this. So please keep sharing and, you know, being all of the things because you just are doing such a service to so many. And I'm just so grateful to be, you know, in each other's orbit, cheering each other on. It's really cool. And give me all of the calls to actions, how people can learn more, what's going on. I know your membership is opening for enrollment again soon, which honestly, I know I'm a little biased because I'm a member, but it's like such a great community. Kelly's so amazing. It's actually really valuable. And I read every email she sends and I can't say that honestly about very many people. So give me the tea. Okay. So the tea is the membership will be opening we're redoing the back end. It'll be open, I think, in July for Great. the for the July full moon. Perfect. Hold me to it. Throwing it out there right now, and it'll be a monthly fee, so you can join and pay monthly. If you're like, this isn't for me, you can leave and you can come back in three months, whatever. Um, I'm gonna leave it open infinitely. It didn't work Hell for yeah. me to close it. Like it did work for me to close it. I opened and then closed it. It gave me time to stew and really nurture the people who I have in there. And now I'm ready to like open it and we can talk about it freely um, on social and you can join whenever you'd like. I love and that. I'm really excited about that. And um, I have a free meditation experience that I would love for everyone to go download. It's really helpful. It's so simple. It's really beneficial. It's literally changed my life. Um, it's not complicated. It's not as deep as this conversation. And it's very easily integrated into your life to learn how to be in meditation and in devotion in all moments and increase your awareness, especially if you're in business and you're trying to stay in the present moment, stay focused. So that is called the inflow meditation experience. I'll be your little guide through video and audio. It's incredible. Um, Yes, I recommend. I love that all of your meditations. I love your meditations. You are such a guide. It's so cool. It's just, I love what you're putting out there. I love what you're calling in. I love how much more. I was listening to a podcast with Krista from Almost 30, and she said it was a solo episode on receiving. I highly recommend it. It's episode 404, especially for us doers. Um, and I just clicked on it because four is my angel number. So I just clicked episode 404 and it was like, literally like God talking. And I was like, oh my God, Krista. Um, and anyway, yeah, I vibe with her. 
I vibe with her. From the, we're from the Midwest. Yeah, she's from I Ohio. vibe with her. I'm like <laughs> on, I, I get what she's about right now. And I just, yeah, I'm here for it. And in that episode, um, what was I just talking about? I totally forgot. Oh, she God said, spoke. She talks about her purpose here. And she says her purpose is to find out who she is and get really good at that and share that, like be more of that kind of thing. And I just feel like that is what your brand is. Like the better you get to know yourself and the more uncover, the more you're uncovering sort of the better your offerings and just the more growth that's happening. And it's just really cool to see. And we're seeing your numbers go up and we're seeing all this growth. So it's like, people are here for it and you're tuned in and just keep going. Don't let resistance get you down. Don't let the Facebook updates and mercury get you down. <laughs> oh, you're yeah. the best. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. This you have like a amazing. final prayer or just anything that feels important to share before we close. What's coming in? Yeah, if you're coming up against something, like if anything in this conversation brought something out in you where you're like, damn, like I want to start being more of that. I want to start whatever that thing is for you. Keep following it. And if you come up to some resistance or roadblocks, just ask the deeper questions instead of stopping or getting down on yourself. Just ask the deeper questions and receive the answers because they will come. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to know you and to everybody Happy listening. To you. Um, Kelly is what's your new IG that's blending them both together? Limitless soul life. All one word. All one word. At Three limitless S's. soul yep. life. At limitless soul life and limitlesssoullife.com will my new website will be coming soon and it's gonna be really cool. Amazing. And she has again tons of free resources and meditation experiences that you can dive into right now to prep yourself and get stoked on the membership enrollment. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to everybody listening. I was feeling like in a mood today when I saw Kelly's name on my, on my Cal for this podcast this week to just go there. You know, it's Mercury retrograde. This episode comes out on Thursday and it's like, oh, witchy and, and yeah, and interesting. And it's a funny time. And I'm like really in this space, I'm reading supernatural and conversations with God. So that's like the space I'm in listening to almost 30 on like two hour walks. And I'm like, we're going to go there. And it's so beautiful to go there and be able to play in so many different arenas with you. So thank you for going there with me and for everyone on this journey. Thank you for going there with us too and staying open to receiving. Until next time, keep growing.